Hey everybody, welcome back to the Gamer Node Show. This is episode 78, and I'm your host, Eddie Inzato. Thanks for coming back, thanks for listening. Today is a Tasty Minstrel New Year. I have a few games here from Tasty Minstrel Games that I wanted to review for you, and I figured what better way to do it than to stick them all on a podcast and uh, just go back to back with it. Uh, It's actually two games, Ars Alchemia, from designer Kuro, and I think that might be Kuro, and perhaps a better-known title is the Orléans Trade and Intrigue expansion. So, without further ado, I'm just going to jump right into the first of the pair of games from TMG and designer Kuro. Ars Alchemia. This is a worker placement game where you'll be gathering resources and using them to transmute those resources into items. It's really collecting resources and fulfilling orders at particular locations around the board using the help of some friendly helper cards along the way. There's a little bit of dice rolling, a little bit of additional luck and fortune involved, and an interesting worker placement mechanic that we've seen somewhere else used to great effect. Let's take a look at the game, and then I'll come back with final thoughts. Okay, so in Ars Alchemia, players will have a selection of workers that they use to go to various places on the board. There will be cards laid out in a number of sections. You have your location area, you have your forge area, And then you have some places where you can pick up assistants who will help you with special abilities throughout the game. To start the game, players will each get a factory card determining what their player order is and how many of their workers they begin the game with in addition to the base. So first player gets fewer workers than the fourth player does. And an interesting thing about this game is that it tells you in the rules to chuck your remaining workers in the top of the box. And when you get them later, you'll just grab them out of there. And these workers, there are so many of them in this game because you're going to be using a lot of them. So much like the Manhattan Project Energy Empire, when you place workers out onto a worker placement spot, you can place one, or you can place two, or three, or as many as you want. And in doing so, you gain a benefit. In the spaces near the location cards, you can place additional workers in order to increase the value of the die that you have to roll when you go to a location. So each of these location cards, they'll give you a certain number of resources. But if you roll a die and you have a particularly successful time gathering resources, you might gain an extra one. So this high die roll will get you an additional resource. And by placing more workers than are necessary, And by necessary, I mean the number of workers that are already there plus one. So if there are zero workers there, you just have to place one. But if one of your opponents has already gone there, you have to place two. If an opponent has gone there with two workers, you have to place three. So if you place two more than what is already there, you'll get the bonus on the die. And that'll help you gain more resources more quickly. So the game has an element of investing a little bit more in order to get a little bit more out of the game. And that's interesting, and I think that's really good. You'll also be using your workers because 
with the assistants that you keep employed near your player board, at the end of each round, you'll have to spend those worker pawns in order to keep those assistants in your employ and still helping you in future rounds. So these pawns are a really important commodity. And then finally, what you're ultimately playing for is to take all the resources that you've earned and then head up to the forge spaces on the board where you'll be able to transmute these materials that you've acquired and essentially just convert them into victory points. You'll also be able to craft wild resources, which are called elixirs, to then help you later on in future transmutations. And here again, you can roll a die and have a particularly successful transmutation and earn additional victory points there. So at the end of the game, the player with the most points is the winner. Okay, so Ars Alchemia. I think one of the biggest hurdles this game has is its visual presentation. The board is very busy. The artwork kind of, it just, I just kind of bounce right off of the art looking at it. So that already has something going against it. Uh, when it comes to the gameplay though, I, I think it's solid. You have all these worker placement spots and you can increase the strength of your placement on these positions in order to potentially gain more resources when you roll those dice to gather at those locations or just simply to take the space that other workers already are standing at. So much like the Manhattan Project Energy Empire, you, you are not completely locked out so long as you spend more to go to those spots. And that's that's always a good addition in these sorts of games. I find that it helps give you a little bit of a liberated feeling as opposed to being locked down into those really hard worker placement constraints. Um, but at its core, this game is essentially just going to locations, getting resources, then going to other locations to spend them. So there isn't a whole lot of nuance here. You have your little helpers that will give you bonuses along the way. Um, but for the most part, you're, you're just going along that path. And I think that's fine. But again, I wouldn't say that this is really a top tier game. I'm gonna call it a three out of five. This is a satisfactory game, worth trying out if you see it around, but uh, I wouldn't rush out to get it ahead of some other worker placements in the genre. <music> Okay, so that's one game down, which will take us right into our next expansion. Trade and Intrigue, an expansion to Orléans by Reiner Stockhausen from Tasty Minstrel Games and DLP Games. And this is another modular expansion, just like Invasion was, but it is far less of a revamp of the original game and doesn't offer a number of different game variants like Invasion did. This one instead offers a few modules that expand and enhance the game, uh, the base game of Orléans. And these come in four flavors. So we have order cards, which are new, um, a new stack of event tiles, a new beneficial deeds board, and an intrigue board which is the, the intrigue portion of the title, where orders are the trade portion of the title, and the other two just kind of enhance uh, the original game. So let's talk about the, the things that are just there 
to enhance the original game. Those being the new events, which is a group of 34 hourglass tiles. Those are the tiles that come out each round that players either gain benefits or or there are things that they have to deal with on that round or things that hurt them. Now in this game, in this expansion, there are 34 of them and you make a stack of 18. Two of them are always used, so then you have 32 left and what you're doing is you're taking exactly half, four from each of four separate stacks to build a new stack of these tiles. So here in Trade and Intrigue, you now have a greater randomization of events. Not only are they randomized within themselves, but you know half of them aren't even used, and that makes it a lot more, let's say, exciting, or, or like you're playing against the unknown in this case, versus the original game where you had that stack of tiles. You knew they were all in there. You just didn't know exactly when they were going to come out. You still kind of had some anticipation of what to expect. Whereas in this one, you'll have that, but it's a much longer shot that you're going to see the exact things that you're expecting because, you know, you may prepare for something that is not even included in that stack of tiles. So in this case, it it lets you play the game and have to respond instead of learning the game and and planning for something that you know is there. I think it's it's a better way to play this game because I, I think the point of these hourglass tiles, of these events, is to make you react to the game and not prepare for the game. Um, so that, that, I think, enhances this aspect of the game. Another enhancement would be the new Beneficial Deeds board. So in the original game, the Beneficial Deeds board was basically just a way to cull your bag um, is a way to get rid of followers that you didn't really have any use for anymore um, and the benefits that you gained there were almost circumstantial in a lot of cases so with the new beneficial deeds board there's what I feel has been a great improvement to the bonuses you're getting when you send your followers out to the beneficial deeds board here you're not only getting like a few coins or a citizen tile, but you're getting abilities in some cases. The alchemist lets you place your followers back out on the board. Um, some of them give you coins. Uh, two of the sections give you goods that are on the board there. You, are, you know what they are, and by placing the correct type of follower, you get one of that type of good. Um, so that's really cool. One that I really like is the um, the towing service, which lets you place a single boatman out, and it gives you one travel across a river on the map, which I think is cool. And then there are ways to get new place tiles just by placing a follower on the Beneficial Deeds board, and there's a way to get a technology tile for every follower you place out on the Beneficial Deeds board. Um, then there are ways to go up on the Scriptorum track, and there's still ways to gain citizens. One of the sections gives you a citizen every single time you place a follower out and a couple of these different areas give you a citizen as a bonus if you've placed the last follower out to finish out that section of the beneficial deeds board and this is super good um, I think it's a vast improvement over the original beneficial deeds board and I would never recommend playing with the original one once you have this one this is just a, 
a wholesale replacement. Uh, much more interesting options here, and it makes this part of the game a more attractive place to play Orleans. So definitely huge step up on this beneficial deeds board and they have these little tiles that block off the last place on each of the sections of the board if you're playing with fewer than four players which is nice i mean it's something very small but it's cool to be able to just block those off you don't have to remember anything and it makes it uh scale better um it makes the game have uh, more tension in competition for these places actually two of the spots on this new beneficial deeds board don't even get used if you're playing a two-player game. So that's cool. Great beneficial deeds board, better than the original scales well, has awesome, interesting different options and uh, benefits. Super cool. So those are the two things that are really just replacements of parts of the original game, and they are clear upgrades, 100% better, definitely should be used in my opinion. Um, the, the next parts are optional but interesting. So like the new beneficial deeds board there's also the intrigue board so again you wouldn't use the beneficial deeds board from the base game but you would use the intrigue board and it's exactly the same thing as a beneficial deeds board except what you gain are nasty actions that you you do to your opponents so some examples of things that you might do to an opponent you can remove one of their trading stations from a town you're at on the board or you can return their merchant all the way back to Orléans on the map. You can simply enact a torture event, like would normally show up on the hourglass tiles, and this would make them have to lose goods or money, and it sucks, but you would benefit from that. You can inflict the equivalent of the plague action, where, where another player would have to just straight up lose one of their followers. You can make them remove a follower from one of their action spaces and put it back in their bag so now they can't do an action they were attempting to do that round you can steal a technology tile from another player's board and put it in the exact same spot on your own board so that's kind of a big move too you know you're hurting them and helping yourself at once so i mean there are, there are a few others i'm not going to go through all of them but these are just some of the examples of the things that happen on the intrigue board um, so if you are a player or a group who really like more take-that-style gaming, then this is totally for you. Um, you will be you'll be smashing each other throughout the game by using this Intrigue board. Um, if you're not, then you don't have to use it. You just use the, the Beneficial Deeds board, the new one. And either way, you have two different feelings to the game that you're playing. So it gives you more options for even for even what what Orleans is, you know, whether it's more of a multiplayer solitaire sort of experience where I'm doing my own thing and you're doing your own thing, or whether it's a real cutthroat attacky sort of game where you're in fierce competition and you're really trying to hurt each other. So that option is really great. It gives all types of players the ability to play how they like. Um, and then the last thing is the, the trade portion of the trade and intrigue. And this is a, a group, a deck of cards. They're order cards. And what they do is they are laid out somewhere on the table, kind of like a ticket-to-ride tableau. There's a face-down deck and then five face-up cards. And they have an order of goods on them. 
that is associated with a particular town on the map. And if you get your merchant figure on the map to that particular town and you happen to have or you've planned to have those that set of goods, then at the end of a round, you can trade those goods in and get that card, which is worth a a nice bundle of points, you know, up to, I think, up to like 20-something points. So they're pretty beneficial, these, uh, these order cards, and, and you can focus on that. Like in the last game, there, there was the possibility of focusing on getting goods as a path to victory. Here, it's sort of the same idea, but in a, executed in a different way. Um, and these are cool, except the, the problem with this is that it introduces some additional randomness that can be like super lucky for some players. Like if a card comes out and I happen to be on the town of the card that came out and I happen to have all those goods, well, I just got 20 points for free. Um, but, you know, that that's equal throughout you know, over many plays across all players, that's going to equalize. So it's just, it's randomness, but it's it's not like unfair in any way. It'll be unfair in the moment for the player who doesn't get that. And it's also not super likely to happen. It's sort of a, a hypothetical here. Um, but, you know, it, it'll happen once in a while. So overall, these order cards, they adjust the goods collection game and make it a little bit more pickup and delivery. Uh <laughs> pick up and deliver ish so so that sort of alters that um and that's that's really it. there are a couple more play styles they just give you a few more options for places that you can get and uh benefits that you get from those and overall this is fantastic this expansion i think is a must-have you know Invasion was super interesting, and I would personally like to have Invasion 100% as an option to play cooperatively or to use uh, some of those variants that are available. But um, I think this one, the Trade and Intrigue, is basically essential. If you have Orléans, you should have Trade and Intrigue because it is simply an enhancement of the base game. And um, you... While while Orleans is a good game by itself, I think you really do yourself a disservice to not be playing with the new Beneficial Deeds board and with the uh, the new event tiles. And then, you know, if you are the type of group that likes that, take that stuff, then, I mean, this changes the game for you. This makes it your game. Um, whereas the original Orleans you didn't have much of that. It was basically everyone's doing their own thing. And you almost like don't even have to have other players around the table. And that's why I said that a solo experience or a cooperative experience pretty much works well, just like we saw in Invasion, because players were never really doing anything with each other before. You know, they weren't interacting or competing very hard before. So it made the game very conducive to a co-op or solo adaptation. And with this Intrigue board, it really turns it into a very interactive game, which I think a lot of people will appreciate. And um, that's it. You know, this expansion is basically a perfect expansion. It's 20 bucks on Amazon right now, and I, I don't see why you shouldn't have it. On, on sites like Cool Stuff and Miniature Market, 
it's about 16 and change or something. So just, just grab it. If you have Orleans and you like the game, if you're invested in that, you might as well have Trade and Intrigue. That's, that's the review. Orleans, Trade and Intrigue. It's an essential expansion for the base game from Reiner Stockhausen and Tasty Minstrel Games. Go grab it. So that's going to do it for this episode of The Gamer Node Show. Episode 78 is in the books. A Tasty Minstrel New Year. Um, as you heard, definitely run out and grab Orleans Trade and Intrigue while you can. If you have that game, great addition. I certainly recommend that. But otherwise, thanks for listening, and we will see you again next time. Until then, check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash GamerNode. Follow us on Instagram, at GamerNode, Twitter, at GamerNode, and uh, GamerNode on Facebook, facebook.com slash GamerNode. And of course, head over to the website to check out everything there. Uh, once again, thanks a lot for listening. This is Eddie Zotto, GamerNode.com editor-in-chief. I will catch you next time. <laughs> Thank you.